problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools. You can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. This ain't nothing. What's going on, guys? This is Totally Blitzed Fight Club, the show where we're talking about shots, smoke, and sports. Today, we're talking UFC Fight Night, baby. These are your hosts, Paul Pickham, Wyndham Concha. And I'm joined with. You already know, man. It's your boy Kev, Water Boy Savoy, aka the Don Pye. But everybody knows him as the People's Champ. And hey, man, I'll shout out to all my boys that eat right Twix. You feel me? Hey, somebody got me a Twix ice cream bar because I'm a real nigga. Oh, that's an ice cream bar. Oh yeah, come on. That's I thought it was part. kind of big. I thought maybe yeah. it was a king size or something. Those ice cream <laughs> can't like the Snickers, Twix, all of them. They're gas. They're all good. Yeah, that's it. I have, I know, and his cookies are crazy. So, like, I never. This is about, about to go crazy. But, Paul, man, tell me, man, you got me watching UFC on a week to week basis because the, the podcast. I'd be on the podcast, and then when I rewatch the episode, I'm like, damn, I gotta watch. I can't wait to watch some more UFC because that's how good we've been talking recently. So, what's going on this weekend, man? What the, who 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 am I gonna get watched and get slept this weekend? Honestly, with this card, there's gonna be quite a people, quite a lot of people going to sleep, man. We got some vets, some old vets who ain't got chins. We got some young bulls who just like to bang. Uh, we got the headliner Curtis Blades, Chris Dawkins, the big boys heavyweight showing out. So you know those heavyweights don't like going for a long time. So this card, honestly, I looked at it at first. I was like, that, man, UFC London, you can't, you can't, you can't hold a candle to that. Like, how how are you gonna follow up London? The more I dug into this car, the more excited I got about it. So, like, prepare for a show this Saturday in Columbus, Ohio. UFC's putting on a banger for you. You know the boys get down in Ohio from what I heard. Oh, yeah. The, the jawlines, the heads. Joe you know, Burrow, you know a person from Ohio. <laughs> you seen Joe Burrow with the stick. That's Ohio. That's Ohio born and bred. That's true. They do breed some champions out there. Have you seen AJ Hawk as Ohio born and bred? I still don't know how he's a Ryder Cup champion. How do you sneak onto that that golf championship? I still don't understand that. That's AJ. That's the Ohio for you, baby. You know he got thirty tackles in multiple games in high school, and then he forgot because the motherfucker was playing. I think he played kicker and quarterback and running back too that's always so crazy to hear when you hear like this like a not a random football player but just a football player on a team and then also you hear oh back in high school he was also the safety the punter the kicker and the quarterback it's like damn like geez like i thought my school had some crazy athletes like fuck but let's talk ufc man we could talk pat mcafee WrestleMania, but we'll say that for another episode yeah, boy, we got to save that one. That was going to be crazy. But UFC, first fight on our deck. This is the one that um, I think is actually this one started. Like, I think every first fight in these past cards has started off with a bang. And this one's going to follow that trend. You got Mark DeCasey versus Borshaloff. Uh, and um, what is this, a lightweight fight? Very even. I think the odds are both like a pick them right now. So... That lets you know that this isn't going to be some one-sided fights like we've seen in some uh, past ones. 
I'm liking Burslov. Where's he from? He's a Russian fighter. You know them Russian boys like to throw down. They be fighting bears for fun. <laughs> they really do, man. But um, I like Borshov too. He's like a kickboxer. He's got like incredible striking. He came over from some kickboxing promotion. He was 18 and two over there. He came off of Dana White's contender series. So he in 2021. So he's like a new talent. He's six and one right now in professional MMA. He, I'm like his feet, like his hands, his feet, everything about him. He's fast, even though he's a little older. Uh, he should have came over probably a few years ago. But man, like he has that KO power. And then, but the Casey on the other side, he's seen a lot more MMA. He's 14 at five. He's a lot more experienced in the cage. He's not just a kickboxer, he's more of an all around Swiss Army blade. Oh, he so la- you, know, you know, I love me a kickboxer, but you know, kickboxing. But when it comes to but a dude that black belt and BJJ now, they get them down on the mat. That might be an issue. And that's where the Casey might shine because he does have takedowns. He has experience wrestling. But my biggest fear with him is he's coming off of two losses where he looked fucking abysmal. He looked terrible. He didn't look game planned. He looked like ragdolled in there. So that's that's probably why he because he had a nice little run for a little bit and now he's on the opening of the main card on a lower stacked card you'll say so maybe he beats this up and coming prospect that you Dana White seems to like and he gets him rolling again he can do that if he starts taking him down but I I don't know man Borstov even in his fights where he does get taken down he gets back up like he's not someone that lays on the ground even though he can't really submit you. He does seem to find a way to get up pretty, pretty, not want to say easily, but he gets up. He doesn't stay on his back for long. Nice. I don't know, man. I'm from Russian boys. Have you ever seen Rocky Three? Always thought you can't fuck with the Russians. But motherfucker. I like it. It's gonna be a good one. I like I like to see. That's a good way to start off a card, motherfucker. Just a close fight. And anything can happen. What would you what do you like? You like it to go decision or you think somebody's getting somebody's getting on submission? Um, give me Borshoff. I like him to win this fight. It's basically a pick him, so the odds are real good. I'm pretty convinced he's going to win, but this is one of those fights where if he does get taken down, and it's just one of those slow, drawn-out, three-round boring fights because the other fighter's just taking him down, not, no real striking involved. Maybe he loses off of points, but I just think his KO power is legit, and Dakasi just hasn't looked that good. I expect I expect Borshoff to win. Probably look for a KO in the second round or for like just I expect the KO here. Even if it does go all the way, he I still expect him to win. He said he said if it does go all the way, I'm I'm expecting a KO in the parking lot. Yeah, like this is I mean, I could be wrong. Uh you never know who's wrong till come Saturday night, and that's why I love UFC. Nice. Hey, what time does this card start? Do you know? Uh, this one starts at four. Main card starts at seven Eastern time. It's a little bit early if you're living off in Cali or something. Uh, but our next fight here. So we had some younger talents open us up. Second fight. This might honestly be the, the most bouts in UFC history into one fight. Uh, <laughs> we have Latifi versus Alexander Olenek. Uh, Orlinic 59 wins, 16 losses, and a draw. He's looking to make his 60th win tonight. Uh, and then Latifi 16 and 8. 
man, there's what 60, 76. There's about a hundred fights here on the table. That's in UFC fights. Yes. Oh, not UFC fights, professional MMA fights. But I will like Olenek, he didn't come to UFC till about 2013. But all those other promotions pre-UFC, I was like, if uh, if you've been following MMA for a while, you'll know like there were some like some of these other promotions where he was fighting Chell Sonnen in them. He was fighting uh Thiago Santos, who's like ranked light heavyweight top five right now. And uh so it might not be UFC, but he's been fighting the top of the talent since like he went pro in 96. So yeah. he fought in the pride. He fought over like he's been he's been everywhere and he's fought the best in almost every generation. So it's crazy he's still here. I respect it. He's the the boa constructor versus the sledgehammer. Cause Olenek's known as the boa constructor because he has 46 subs out of his 59. That man is he's a he- this is a heavyweight bout, but he's one of the smaller heavyweights. He's one of those lean, get you on the ground. I'm gonna choke you out. Latifi is a, a Daniel Cromier heavyweight where he's short, compact, with a big old gut, and he's hard to take down because he's so short. Like he's he's all torso with some knees. Like his, <laughs> he's so he's so compact. You're not. It's hard to get him down. Uh, so I think the sledgehammer is a great, this is a uh, great name for him, but I don't know, man, I'm not, this is going to be a fun fight, but this is one of those fights where I think 10 years ago, this would have been a way better fight because they're one's 44 and one's 38. So it's not like they're in their primes anymore. I love to see it, man. That's crazy. That's a lot of fucking fights. Bro went pro in 96. I wasn't even born yet. Yeah, but neither one of us was even on the planet. While this man was putting people, he has 12 Ezekiel chokes out of his 46. And that Ezekiel chokes is one of the rarest chokes in UFC. So, like, he has 12 of them on his record. So, I didn't even know Ezekiel choked people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Some things to note, though, is Latifi, he's going to be hard to take down because he's basically a mini Cooper inside that octagon uh, versus Olenek. He's not the best on his stand up. But he will, if he does get it to the ground, I expect the submission. But Latifi's going to be so fucking hard to get down. They're both old. I don't expect this to be a fucking cardio pace fight. There might be a, like a slog out, a, a slow, drawn-out fight. But I don't know, man. This is one of those fights where you don't know what's going to happen. You just throw your notes to the side, and you just fucking pick somebody at this point. Because <laughs> once 44 was a lot better skilled. The other one, he's not as skilled, but he's a lot younger, and he's not no pushover. I got to go with Mr. 44. Going with 50. You think Olenek's going to get the 60th win of his career? I'm taking I'm taking is before beauty. Give me – I'm going with it, too. He's an underdog. You don't see him as an underdog often. So I know he's older, but give me him. It should be fun. Like I said, if I have to just make it a pick em, I'm taking the underdog. Next fight. This one, honestly, is a little disrespectful to be a match for. Number two ranked Askar Askarov versus number six ranked Kai Car of France. And what may be potential number one contender fight? Huh. What weight class is this? Uh, this is uh flyweight 125. 
This is where uh, Figueroa currently the champ. Oh, after he beat Moreno. Yeah, and they're running it back for a fourth time. That's why I think maybe this is the number one. Whoever wins this fights the winner of this uh, that quadrilogy fight. Yeah. Or whatever. It's going to be tough. It'll be tough to let the figure out the way to make him fight five times. Yeah, unless it's a draw, then I'm like, it has to be a nice draw. Like, it has to be like, oh my fucking gosh, these motherfuckers. Yeah, because I, in my personal opinion, I think Ascroft deserves a shot. I mean, he's 14 and 0, his one draw coming against Brandon Moreno, who is a former champ and currently fighting for the belt again. And uh, his last fight was against Joseph Benavides, who's coming off of two back to back title shots against Guerrero. So, and he, I mean, he decimated Benavides. I mean, completely tore him apart the whole fight. Pretty overwhelming win. So, if anyone's worth the title shot after Moreno, whoever wins it, whoever wins it, I think it's Askar Askroff. If he can beat this upcoming star, Kai Carr of France from New Zealand, another kickboxer out of there. Like, I don't know, New Zealand's over here, just the kickboxing factory. We have Izzy and Dan Hooker. Then like a year later, here comes Kai Carr of France, and he's been kind of surging up the ranks. Interesting, interesting, interesting. What is it? That's a, this is gonna be an interesting one because like, huh. I will say like Kai Carr of France, he's fast. His nickname is Don't Blink for a reason because he will Damn. knock you out. Yeah, he just coming off a big first round KO against former champ Cody Garbrandt, who, I mean. Garbrandt is a former champ. He's a good name to have on your resume. But Garbrandt is one of, like, he was like Dan Hooker. Like, he's fought a lot of people, a lot of high-talent people. He's been in a lot of wars. He has a lot of wear and tear on his body. And he just moved down to 125 to kind of change his career for the first time after all that wear and tear. And then he gets knocked out first round against uh, Kai Carr of France. And it was, like, to me, it's like, take it how you see it, like, it was a different weight. It's a different body, different person, basically. But saying all that, Kai Car France on feet is still a better striker than Askar Askarov. He's he is kickboxing trained his whole life. He's phenomenal, incredible speed and power. But Askarov is like his grappling is just phenomenal. Like that's just like if if and when it hits the mat, and I think Askarov can make it hit the mat anytime he wants it to. So it's kind of up to his game plan. Is he going to come in here and try to box with Kai Car France where he's kind of his ego gets in his way? Because if that happens, he might get caught. And it, like he's a massive favorite in this fight. So he should win. He's a better skilled fighter. But if he goes out there and boxes against this New Zealand kickboxer who's been doing it forever, he might get caught and drop. That's Cody Garbrandt. <laughs> hey, so where does this rank out your chances for fighting tonight? It has so if if it goes out if he goes out there and just tries to show Kai Car France I can beat you in what you're best at and kind of does break his morale, it could be fight of the night. But if he comes out here, feels it out, realizes okay, let me not play with my food and let me just take it to the ground every time, then it might just be a boring one of those like you're watching someone just get decimated because one guy is way better grappler than him, and you're kind of waiting for the submission if it happens. So it's a 50. It's, a, it's how Askroff decides to play it. And that's why I think he's going to win because whoever has the, the choice of how to fight their opponent usually is the better fighter and is going to win. So 
hopefully he he i from i like him so i think he should just take it to the ground get an easy win just so he can set up a fight with figueroa or moreno i think that'd be a great fight afterwards nice i can't wait for that one that next one it's gonna be a two it's gonna be ufc 273 uh, i believe so yes maybe 274 but it's gonna be one of the big pay-per-view fights that's gonna be a good fight, but that division might be on notice. You got anybody, any other crazy, anybody crazy else coming out of that division? And that, see, that's what I'm gonna say. Kai Car of France, though, I can't just write him off because he has beaten like a lot of people. Um, his only two losses come from Brandon Moreno, who we've talked about numerous times at this point, and his other loss is Brandon Royval, who's like a top a top ten ranked guy, and he's just a phenomenal wrestler. So he's young so he kind of like izzy if he refines his takedown defense and he refines how to get back to his feet come come back to me in five years and kai car france might be the, the face of this because it, let's say he wins this fight after beating former champ cody garbrandt in a first round ko and then he beats the number two ranked guy he's already ranked top six so he's just gonna skyrocket if he wins this one so honestly i think these are both the future of the division they're just having to fight each other right now that hey, that's for bragging rights. Yeah, like I'll I'll see you now, but meet me meet me at the top. Uh, I respect it. This is gonna be a good one. I'm looking forward to this one. I think mostly this next fight, though. The reason why I couldn't give that one fight of the night is because this one here, I think, is gonna be fight of the night, and it's two unranked guys. But don't take it. Don't take nothing away from these two. You have Matt Brown, who's the just a legend 41 uh, years old he has 25 and 18 he's one like don't let his record fool you he's fought against the best and he's beating a lot of the best versus brian barbara uh, barbarina uh kind of a tongue twister there who's both of these bro like this is gonna be the banger on the low i don't care about rankings these are just two guys who want to inflict as much damage on each other as possible and they don't care if they have to take a shot or two to get it so them boys gonna be throwing them things oh hey bro matt brown 41 but that elbow i think look at his highlights that elbow is proficient and it finds and it finds you man and it busts you open his last fight uh he actually fought in columbus before last time he fought in columbus ko with the elbow uh so and he likes to bang like he reminds me of cowboy uh donald cerrone who he just he he has a lot of skills in the arsenal, but his favorite thing to do is just go out there and like brawl. He makes an hey, ugly fight. That boy said, "This is how a king fits. <laughs> we throw we throw hands. We don't do all that extra shit." Yeah, hey, bro. Twenty twelve to twenty fourteen, he didn't lose a fight. He went all he climbed the rankings, fought Robbie Lawyer. He got taken apart. Hasn't looked the same since. Uh, but he did just come off a win against Diego Lima, one half of the Lima brothers, and he retired Diego Lima. Uh, so that says a little bit like he did put a, he did look pretty good in that last fight. But I don't know right? that's a lot of wear and tear on the body. Like just like I've been saying, like you're older and you've been in them brawls, your body ain't the same no more. But on the Barberina side, I don't want to just I love Matt Brown. I could talk about him forever. But Barbarina, what I like about him is he is seven and six in the UFC, but four of those six losses is to Colby, Leon Edwards, Vincent Luque, who's top five ranked, and then Randy Rudeboy Brown, who's top 10 ranked. So these are all four like 
these are okay losses. I understand. Like these are champion contenders and really high ranked guys. When you say Kobe, you mean Covington? Covington, yeah. And Leon Edwards, who's fighting for the title now. And then Vincent Luque, who's probably going to fight for the title, who's higher ranked than Leon Edwards and probably will fight after whoever, whoever wins that one. So, like, not all losses are the same. So, yeah, he's seven and six, but those are, like, those are not bad people to lose to. It's, it's hurtful whenever I see somebody be losing to Kobe, but it'd be like, hey, that is a wrestling ass motherfucker. Like, I understand. And that pace, that wrestling pace is real, bro. They just put that cardio in there. That's the biggest weapon, they say. Like, yes. not, yeah. not only the ground. He has five gas tanks. Hmm. He got one of them RV, big old whole hundred yeah, gallon. Right. He Gucci. He Gucci. He could take you. He could take you to Alaska, no problem. <laughs> um. Also with him though, Matt Brown. He was the guy who's known for the pace before. Like he wasn't gonna wrestle you that much, but he was. He was one of those like hunters so with prey. Like he's gonna keep coming towards you, walking you down. We're gonna keep brawling. I'll never let you get comfortable. Oh. You said that was Matt Brown? Yeah, Barbera, though, he does the same thing. So it's kind of like, we'll see who kind of takes that first back step. And honestly, I think Barbera is not known for takedowns, but this might be a fight where he might take Matt Brown down a couple times because Matt Brown, who had good wrestling and good ground game, now that he's 41, he ain't looking that good on the ground. Carlos Condit, who's not a wrestler at all, kind of like ragdolled him in his last fight. I mean, the fight before last where he lost. And Carlos Condit's not even in the UFC anymore, just to let people know. So at age 41, I love Matt Brown. I think he's going to come out in that first round and maybe he gets a knockout. But if it's not first round knockout, Barbarina, like, how I'm just saying, like, Matt Brown's going to come out and hurt Barbarina and he might knock him down, stun him. But I think Barbara Ren is going to win this fight um, and, like, because that gas tank of Matt Brown's not built the same. And that's all that wear and tear. He might hurt him early, but Barbara has got heavy hands too. And if, when Matt Brown's chin's not the same, I expect Barbara to get the KO. And this might be the fight of the night. Well, I'm not going to lie, man. I might have to run it with the OG, man. You know, I just, I'm choosing age before beauty this card. I got to run it with the OG. I got to see if he got another one in him real quick. Hey, but don't miss it because I'm telling you, this is going to be the one where, like, that bell rings and then both of them are meeting each other in the middle. There is no one waiting. It's like, oh, I'm bringing it to you. You're bringing it to me. Next fight. This may be potential another number one contender fight. I'm not too sure. But the women's divisions, a lot of crazy things happen. We have the number nine ranked Alice Grasso out of Mexico versus Joanne Wood ranked number six, who's a veteran. She's been around the block. She's done it all. She's faced them all. Just never got a title shot. She's ranked top six, though. She's always been ranked around that spot, but she's just never, never got the title shot. Um, she actually had a title shot guaranteed. And while she was waiting for it, even though it was guaranteed, she decided to take another fight and she lost. And then they pulled her title fight shot. So, like, that was the closest she ever got. I feel for her. Maybe this is her shot after she wins this. She maybe gets that that uh, that fight. That's interesting. That's tough as fuck. Because, like, bro, what you did that for? Like, she just sit your ass down. What you doing? You got to go to camp for that. You, That's you that fighter to... mentality, bro. But, like, hey, she's a warrior, though, so I respect it. See, I was going to choose the Mexicano, even though because – you know I love you, the Mexicans. Them boys know how to brawl. Them boys know how to throw them things. But 
like I, I like I like her heart, her tenacity. I gotta go with the um big with the big with the big homegirl. But what's her fighting style like? She she kickboxing, she BJJ. So <clears throat> she is a former Muay Thai champ before she came to the UFC. Like she came honestly when the UFC was making the women's division. So she was kind of like a big name that got signed over. Uh, so she's really good at Muay Thai. I just think she's never evolved past that. Like, you know, you see some fighters, okay, we're weaker here. We'll work on this, we'll work on it. Like, she just always kind of did her fight. And if it beats you, it beats you. But if it doesn't, then I lose. And I like her for it. I mean, stick to your guns. But she reminds me of last card, Tom Aspinall versus Volkov. She reminds me of a Volkov. Like, she's older now. She's 36. Maybe she didn't get all the talk and the uh, recognition she deserved for being in the top five of her class for so long. But now she's a gatekeeper. If you want to be mentioned with the lead of the weight class, this is the person who you have to beat because she's done it. Like she's, she's done it forever. Just like Volkov. Like after Aspinall beat him, Aspinall is now like up there with the upper echelon of the weight class. And that's how I, Alex Grasso, maybe I can get you to switch over to her side because she she is a beast bro like her boxing is elite like she has a whole boxing background you know the mexicanos love their boxing she she really puts it down on you she has good takedown defense which is always a recipe for a good uh, ufc fighter if you can stop the takedown and just bang with them she is weak in defense when she's on the ground though like once she does get taken down she does have a tendency not to get back up uh so we'll see how that goes Best part about that is Grasso doesn't like take people down. She likes getting them into a dirty boxing clinch like Muay Thai, throw some elbows, but she never really goes for the takedown. She never really aggresses for it. So if it's if it's a stand and bang fight, which I expect it to be, give me Grasso. Even though she's moving up a weight class, I expect her to look good. I expect her speed advantage to be on show. I expect her boxing to keep the distance and just her volume. Like she's gonna throw a lot of strikes. Like she's somebody who likes the brawl. And uh give me her. And she's gonna jump into the top five. Like after she wins this, she's gonna be a top five fighter. I, I respect it. I might have to switch over because like you sold me. I'm a, I'm I'm team grasso. Yeah, like if Wood takes her down, which is I would be absolutely shocked if she takes her down. That is her way to winning, but I don't expect her to even be able to get close because Grasso has the speed and she's such a better boxer that I know she's going to be able to keep her distance. Um, next fight, the main event of the card, the name on the title, Curtis Blades, who's ranked top four, number four in the world versus Chris Dawkins, number eight heavyweight in the world. Got them big boys coming out to play today. He out there. He 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 ranked higher than Tua Tavasi, but Shui. Uh, I believe so. Interesting. Um, yeah. I believe so because yeah, no, he is because it. Uh, no, oh, maybe not. It might be because the champions never considered in the rankings. He's says champion. Number one would be the number one contender. So I think maybe uh, Tua Tavasi might be ranked three, but I could be wrong. Nice, because I don't know, man. The heavyweight division is kind of nice, man. Every every time up. I see a heavyweight fighter, he's low key. To, he's low key been eating. You got um um Mbaku, Francis, um gone. the Birdie's person to beat gone Tua, and the person who um Tua Aspinall. Beat, nah, what's the black dude name? They um Tua um 
was fighting. Oh, Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis. Yeah, and Volkov Drago was Volkov bad. was top five. And this, these are all the ones I've seen so far. And I've yet to see a bad heavyweight. Like, these, these, the heavyweight division kind of looking kind of deep. I'm liking them boys. Them boys battling out. So, like, you telling me I get to watch the number four and number eight. Like, I'm just saying, this is a pretty deep division from what I've seen so far. When I check, when I check the Carfax. Yeah, and uh, Curtis Blades has fought Nagano twice, and he's fought Derek Lewis. Like the the heavyweights love fighting each other. Like if you make it into the top five or seven, like we will fight each other. It's not like some other weight classes where they like to sit on the rank. It's like nah, like I'll see you in April. I'll see you next fight, nigga. Fuck it. Yeah, hey, I honestly like Curtis Blades. I think he gets a lot of hate because he lost to Derek Lewis knockout and he lost to Nagano twice knockout. But those are only losses on his whole record. Uh, he's fifteen and three. He like he is a wrestler through and through. Like I think you'll like him because he's not. He might throw a couple hands with you. He might throw something to fill you out. He's gonna use something to set up his takedown. But honestly, he's he he averages six takedowns a fight for a reason. He will take you down. He's an elite wrestler. He will maul you. He's two sixty. He's big. He will stay on top of you completely work you tire you out the only reason why nuganu and lewis beat him is because some uh uppercuts on the takedown because he does have a tendency to try to shoot for a takedown way too far and if you can time your uppercuts and you have arguably the two hardest hitters in heavyweight ever in the ufc and Derek lewis and nuganu they will knock you out and honestly i think that's what gives him the bad rap outside of that though i mean like six takedowns a fight that's that's two two around if you're mainly doing three round fights. But he's, he does five rounders for a reason. He fights the best. He beats the best outside of Nugano and Lewis. So I like I like Blades. Like honestly, I think he's a, the the black sheep of the the division because his fights are quote unquote boring because he wrestles everybody. But hey, bro, you don't like it, then stop it. Like that's how I always see it. You don't like it, do something about it, motherfucker. Dawkins, on the other hand, he sit 12 wins, 11 knockouts, even though he is only he's one of the smaller heavyweights. He usually comes in around 230, 241, leaner heavyweights. Uh, but he does put the combos on you. He does have he will knock you out. Usually TKO, not really full knockout power. Uh he I mean he does have a Brazilian jiu-jitsu background. I've never seen it. I don't think I've heard anyone ever talk about it. I'm, he doesn't use it ever. His younger brother does in the UFC, Kyle Dawkins. Uh, he uses almost every fight. So maybe Chris Dawkins has some uh, BJJ in him. He will need it if he's going to be on the ground with Blades wrestling him. But I, I'm sure if I until I see it, I don't believe it. He's fought this long, and even when he hits the mat, he doesn't even do anything. He just gets right back up and tries to box. I respect it. I might have to go with Blades. He might have sold me a little bit better on Blades. That boy, the truth, and he sounds like a little truth. But I'm ready to. See, I want to see that heavyweight fight now. I want to see them boys get up and bang real quick because heavyweights are nice in the UFC. This thing. See, I like those stand and bang. That's where Blades. He's kind of hard to promote because of that. Like, yeah, he he's a great fighter, but those wrestling, like, if you're expecting that, this one does don't does don't expect it. don't come in and expecting these boys to throw a hundred strikes and be banging. 
I expect us to be a, a, a lot of time on the mat. Five rounds. I expect maybe maybe a knockout or something um, from TKO on the ground. But it's just going to be a lot of this him on top of him. Dawkins is already like 20 pounds lighter on top of Blades being an elite wrestler. He's not getting out of that. Like once he's on top, it's just going to be drawn out. And uh, I don't right? hate on, I, I'm not trying to hate on Dawkins, but he's on this super heavyweight prospect run and people are talking about him. But two of his wins are over Olenek, the 44 year old on this card, and another 40 year old, Shamil, who are just, these are just considered the, the vets, the old heavyweights from like 90s and early 2000s. So like yeah, he has two wins over those guys way outside of their prime. I don't I just don't I just don't respect him as much, especially I like Blades a lot. So I expect Blades to overwhelmingly win. Like I have no guarantee of Curtis Blades victory on uh this weekend. Okay, 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 okay. You got money on it? I have some dollars on it. He's but he is a big favorite, so I I do have to parlay him together with some other people. But shit. You just if you haven't been following the picks this so far, but just know that we we've all had winning picks every weekend. So no matter who you listen to, you're coming out with something. Is it, hey, bro, don't forget I went four and one. So close. My dog Mazdavov, he had a little bit more left in the tank. He could have got me that that five and zero, oh and I would have been. Lit. I'm coming off a of five and zero oh this past UFC London card. I'm hoping to carry it over. I did. I will say I did feel a lot more confident in my picks last card, whereas this one there is some, like there's a lot of close fights where this it really is a flip of a coin. I like it. That's what I'm here for, man. All right. Well, that brings up the. I mean, that wraps up the whole main card for UFC Fight Night: Blades versus Dacus in Columbus, Ohio. Four o'clock prelim, seven o'clock main event. Don't miss it. We'll be there checking it out for you. Kev, wrap it up for them boys. Hey, man, it's totally blitz, man. And if you didn't know, and then I'm going to let you know right now, it's 11-11. So my wish is that you go have a great day. You have a good night. Watching some motherfucking fights. And you join, you turn, tune in for the motherfucking recap. Because we finna be on this Because this is going to be a good one. And you know what's the funniest thing about this shit? I'm going to be watching this while I'm at a motherfucking gala. Ooh. Every fight, too. I'm telling you, I'm be dumb clean. I actually got to go find my vest because it's fucking impossible to find a fucking vest in the fucking world. So you got to go to the fucking, you got to go to men's warehouse or some soup place because, like, fuck everybody, but don't worry. I'm going I'm to come up with my own dress, with my own dress clothes store, and it's going to be called Fuck All Y'all. Boutique, boutique, boutique and stuff more. But, hey, man, this has been a totally blitz fight club Friday, boy. Hey, thank you for joining us, and we gonna catch you down the recast. Turn out the medicines. We've been on that rock star regimen, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been. I got a problem with.